Hey Megs, this is Marion, and you're listening to Megs Moments, a podcast about all things related to entrepreneurship, business, millennials, and pop culture. This is episode number 22. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest on the podcast joining me today. Her name is Amira. Welcome to the podcast, Amira. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, Amira. So, um, I, I was actually telling you a little bit about this before, but I, I feel like um, oftentimes uh, people don't really uh, take into consideration the importance of essentially what it is you do, especially if they work in small businesses. And so I wanted to bring somebody as important as you on the show to kind of talk about the value in, in what it is you do and how it is uh, this can benefit um, small business owners. So before I take away any more time from you, I just want you to give us a quick overview of what you do as well as your business. Sure. Yes, of course. Um, Well, thank you. My name is Amira, like you mentioned, and I own Project 4 PR. We are essentially an entertainment-based PR company, and we specialize in doing publicity for people in the entertainment and arts industry. So we represent every everything from actors to artists to musicians, authors, TV hosts, and personalities. We do it all, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. we're in the entertainment world. That is amazing. The minute I hear PR, public relations, the first thing I think of is um, The City. Did you ever watch The City? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All, that's all I, I think that's where I got my first real uh, taste and understanding of public relations, seeing uh, Lauren Conrad and Whitney Port and their boss, um, Kelly Couture, I believe her name was. She. Yeah, Kelly Couture, she terrified the daylight out of me, but she she always served as a really good reminder of like the importance of, again, making sure that you're on your P's and Q's, having good PR and good publicity. So um, again, like when, when I saw you on social media, I was like, I have to contact her. We really need to get somebody with a public relations background on the podcast. Awesome. So Amira, before we get into the thick of it all, I want us to just take a few steps back to kind of get to know you a little bit more, learn uh, some of your likes, your dislikes, and essentially what led you to starting your own business. Is that cool? Amazing. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about you um, in high school? What were you like? What were you into? What were your interests? So it's actually really funny because when I went to an arts high school in California in Orange County. Oh, wow. So it was very interesting because I had uh, the, the, the normal academic side from like, I think it was like 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., and then from 2.30 p.m. until and, and 5.30, it was all the art stuff. So I was in the um, music department, and I played the piano, um, did some acting, did some, you know, dabbled into a little bit of dance. So it was very artsy for me, um, which is really funny because I ended up being – I ended up coming back to the arts world by representing people in the entertainment industry. Right. I feel like it's kind of like a full circle thing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that was uh, that was high school for me. And what were my likes and dislikes? I mean, I loved um, I loved arts, the arts. Obviously, that was a big thing for me. I was really passionate about you know, um, you know, going to theater, um, watching theater, watching musicals, uh, you know, listening to music, that kind of thing. So I was always into the entertainment and arts world. Right, that's awesome. What's your favorite song? I know you said you were into like musicals, and what, what's your favorite genre? Favorite genre? It's so hard to pick, but I mean, I, I really love everything. I would say yeah. that I don't listen to is heavy, heavy metal. It's not really my style. Yeah. <laughs> Fair um, enough. But I listen to everything. And right now my current favorite song is um, that song by Dua Lipa. 
what, what is it called? I can't even remember it now, but it's her. You might have to sing it for us. Oh my gosh. It's, um, don't stop now. That's okay. Don't stop now or don't start now. One of those, but that it's a great song. It's super catchy. <laughs> oh, awesome. I have to give it a listen. I don't really listen to pop, but yeah, no, that's okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah, cool. no, it's catchy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sure the, the first time I hear it, I'll be singing it for the rest of the year. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So uh, you go to this amazing arts high school, um, and then I guess grade 12 approaches. It's your senior year. What do you decide you're going to do after high school? So this is the funniest part. So I was already, like, I was sort of set in going to uh, the University of Southern California or UCLA, Mm -hmm. another another, um, university in California as well. And then I don't know what it was. It was like a last minute decision, very, very last minute. And I wanted to go somewhere else for university. I was like, all my friends were staying in California. Everyone was kind of like going to the same school from, from high school. And right. I had a different, I, like, I, I guess it was an epiphany. And I just thought, you know, I don't, I want a different experience for univer- university. It's like my time, for, you know, for my freedom, for my growth in my early twenties and my late teens. So last minute, I decided I'm going to apply to schools in Canada. Wow. (laughs) Super last minute. So I was like, okay, I don't even know if I'll get in. So I applied to like a bunch of schools in BC, and then I applied to a bunch of schools in Ontario. And since it was such a late admission, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get in. And then Carleton University in Ottawa reached out and said, you know, you got in and we're giving you a scholarship for, for your program. So it was kind of a sign um, that I had to take. I was like, you know what? This is, I feel like this is meant to be. So I ended up taking that opportunity, you know, went to school in Ottawa at Carleton University. And it was honestly the best decision of my life. Um, loved every minute of it, made some amazing friends. Um, I ended up majoring in political science. Actually, I started with journalism mm-hmm. first year. And I switched over to political science in my second year. And then I ended up graduating with that and with an international relations degree, which is really, really random and funny because I ended up in public relations. (laughs) (laughs) So the story behind that is I always thought I wanted to work, um, you know, somewhere with, with, I was always interested in politics as well. So I was like, Mm -hmm. kind of interesting to work for the UN or something interesting like that. So that was kind of my mindset. Um, but then when I graduated from university, I volunteered with um, the Young Liberals of Ontario, which was a really interesting transition. Um, but it was also a wake-up call for me because it made me realize it's not what I wanted to do with my life. And right. it's it terrifying. I was 22 at the time or 21 or 22 at the time. And I had already planned this life for myself and, you know, last minute I'm like, I don't want to do this with my life. Um, so I ended up actually moving to Toronto from Ottawa with, with no job, with no apartment, nothing. It was just kind of like a gut feeling. And something you have to know about me is that I always make my decisions based on my gut feeling <laughs> rather than my <laughs> which is kind of, maybe it's not so good sometimes, but it's, it's how I've always made decisions on yeah. my own. So I ended up moving to Toronto um, with this political science degree uh, and I had no plan. So I'm like, okay, what the heck do I do now? <laughs> um, long story short, I ended up volunteering at Fashion Week because Fashion Week was another one of my, you know, things that I really liked. I figured, okay, why not just do this to make friends, maybe to network or whatever. Ended up meeting someone in public relations um, at one of the fashion shows. 
she offered me an internship in public relations and basically the rest of history is history because I took that internship and loved it. Absolutely fell in love with the industry and I've been doing that since. So Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it's really crazy how, you know, you can end up doing something in university, you know, thinking that that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life, but then it can really change overnight. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. On- based on actually experiencing the the industry itself so it, it's it's crazy that that can happen but you know it's 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 good in a way because it led me to what i love doing which is yeah Wow, that's that's and it's so funny that you say that because I too have a bachelor's in political science. Oh, and, really? <laughs> yes, and a minor in international relations, and now I work in sports. So it's actually quite funny wow. how life, yeah, like you said, how life life turns out. But I think you a degree like political science gives you a lot of good insight, I think, on the world and how I things agree. function and structure and organization. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I think with political science, I think it's, you know, it it does have a lot to do with people and with relationships and Mm -hmm. with, you know, things that you need to know in general. So I think in a way, even though it has nothing to do with what we both do now, I think it's, you know, it teaches you some basic life lessons that apply to what we do now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, you did mention that you actually had an internship, um, which essentially changed the trajectory of your career and your life. Um, But you had a few jobs after that uh, prior to starting Project 4PR. Can you tell me a little bit about how those jobs and even some of your managers and bosses um, ultimately influenced your decision to go into entrepreneurship? Absolutely. So it's actually really funny because I was thinking about this question and it's um, it's really interesting. So when when I took that internship, um, I was with her for about a month and a half or two months. And then once I was done that internship, um, she recommended me to another company that specialized in arts and entertainment PR. And I was extremely curious because, you know, as I, as I said, I always loved arts and entertainment. So I figured this would be really interesting to apply that PR element to it. I ended up taking this job with a firm. It was actually an internship for three months. And I was super, super, super lucky that at that time that I had my internship, the main um, person that was kind of like the junior person there quit her job. Mm -hmm. Basically led to an opening for me to be hired right after I was done my internship. So I did that and I was there for seven years. Which wow. for a millennial, that's a very, very long time. I was gonna say that's that must be a record. Everybody I know has a job for a year and then they're out. Oh, totally, <laughs> right? And like that's the trajectory of a lot of millennials is that they go from job to job for two years, three years, one year, right? So for right. me it was seven years being there and I was very loyal to the company. But at the same time, it was incredible because I learned so much from you know, a my my position, but also by by um, you know, I guess shadowing the owner of the company and and seeing how he ran the company, what kind of things he did with the business. I learned a lot from that. But the funny thing is, I never had, I didn't even have a little bit of a thought into becoming an entrepreneur. I always mm-hmm. just, you know, I make a great employee. I will always just be a great employee, and that was it. So I ended up quitting that job. Um, into the into my seventh year there and then I wanted to do obviously I wanted to continue with PR so I ended up trying out corporate PR and funnily enough <laughs> lasting seven years of my last job with this new job I lasted six months <laughs> six, and I'm not even kidding six months like literally on the dot so 
to be perfectly open with you and with your listeners, when I took that corporate job, I actually was in a very unfortunate situation where my manager wasn't the nicest person. Um, I was bullied a lot at work, which is something that you don't really think about as an adult. You don't think bullying happens in the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're all grownups and, you know, there's no time for this, but it happens. Um, So that really made me um, very, you know, very miserable at my workplace. And I always believe that, like, you can't, you can't put yourself in a situation where you're miserable. Like, if you have the control or the power to get out of that, you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I literally walked out of that job and said, I'm done. I can't do this more. My mental health is obviously more important than this job and the money that I'm getting from it. So I need to walk away. Um, so when I walked away from that job, um, I obviously was like, oh, crap, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was very, very lucky in terms of my support system. So my family, especially my, my parents, were very much like, okay, you know what you have what, seven years of experience under your belt. You've been freelancing with some clients on the side, which is what I was doing, actually, because when I left my last job, a lot of my old clients were like, oh, my God, don't leave us. Like, you know, I love working with you. Can you just do um, stuff for me on the side? So I was freelancing while I was working at my corporate job. Um, So when I left that job, I continued to freelance for um, the, the people that I was working with. And you know, it was crazy because I was freelancing and I, you know, I was getting like two clients a month and then all of a sudden, you know, it turned into like four clients, which turned into six clients, which turned Mm. into like 10 clients while at the same time I was still looking for a job. And then my mom was like, why don't you just start your own thing? Like you already have like 10 clients under your belt. Nobody else can say that. Um, Just start a company or just start your own thing. And, And to be honest, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I was like, oh, I guess I could start my thing. I'm already doing it. Um, so with the encouragement of my parents and with the encouragement of like clients who are actually interested in working with me, I took a leap of faith and um, started my own thing. And it's almost been three years now. And it's still, wow. still going strong. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. Three years as a, as a small, uh, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, oh. that is amazing. And just to even hear, I think the most important thing that I heard out of, of all of that was uh, the support that you were getting going into this, because I think oftentimes it can be really challenging to try to uh, share with your family members or even your friends that you're, you're not going to go back to the corporate space or um, not going to go back to the structure of a nine to five and kind of just start your own thing. So that was extremely brave of you. And that's extremely awesome that, that you were willing to take this leap. So uh, you finally decided to start your own business. You get into it. What is one thing that you wish you knew before becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, I think probably one of the things that I wish I knew was how much work (laughs) really goes into (laughs) it. And the funny thing is I always knew that. And like, I always worked hard anyway. Like even at my old jobs, I would never just stay till five. I always stayed till after five. And I was always the first one in, last one out kind of person. So I knew that like that was the work I had to put in. But no one ever tells you how it just never stops as an entrepreneur. Mm Because when you work for someone, you know, 
you don't really have that responsibility of shouldering an entire company, right? Like you, you're like, okay, well, if something goes wrong, I can just, you know, blame it on the boss or whatever. <laughs> um, but with your own company, like you literally are responsible for everything, every single fire that you have to put out, everything that happens, that's, that's all on you. So even if it's three in the morning and there's an email that comes through and you don't really have a choice, but to really take care of that, right? Because that, that is your company. That is your livelihood. That's right. Your so maybe a little bit of that would have been nice, <laughs> to <know laughs> but you learn, right? You learn over time. And I think with being an entrepreneur and I think any entrepreneur can speak to this is that there's always new challenges that come up on a daily basis that no one's ever going to tell you. I think every entrepreneur has a different um, challenge that comes to them and you just have to, you know, you just have to learn how to, how, how to solve that or how to grow from that and how to move forward from it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think uh, you, you had mentioned that essentially you are, you know, oftentimes having to put out fires uh, just based on working with clients. And I think um, this is something that oftentimes people who work in, uh, consulting and different types of entrepreneur-based uh, jobs that require kind of a client relationship don't really think about prior to going into, but what have you learned about relationship building? What are some key tips about relationship building that can help people that work in the service industry similar to you uh, kind of build and sustain those relationships and even find clients? Absolutely. I think that was actually one of the best lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur, because the thing is you really build relationships with, you know, sometimes with people you've known for a long time and sometimes with brand new strangers, brand new clients. So it's mm -hmm. like how to manage those different personality types. And the number one thing that I would say I learned and that I would love for your listeners to also keep in mind is that nothing is ever personal ever. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, that is amazing. That's a great, <laughs> a great piece of advice. Nothing is ever personal. I love it. Absolutely. And honestly, this is something I had to learn very hard in my first year. I'll give you an example. My first my, I would say it was my third month of doing this um, the entrepreneurship thing. I had a client who basically, you know, said some not very nice things to me via email um, based on some work that we were doing. And I took it so personally and it ruined my whole day. I cried for like hours and, you know, it really affected my confidence in what I was doing. I was questioning everything and I, you know, I was panicking and I was like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Why am, you know, I'm not good at this. And I just kept questioning myself. And then I realized, you know, I took a step back and I, I, I had to really read the email again, mm -hmm. kind of dissect it, break it down and look at each thing, each problem that that person brought forward. And I realized, you know what, this has nothing to do with you. This is all about this person and what they're going through right now. And maybe they're not saying such nice things because they're going through something and they're taking it out on you, but it's not personal. So what I did was I broke down the problem. I broke down the email and I addressed each single, um, you know, problem that this person was projecting. Um, and when I went back to them and I actually bolded and highlighted each um, problem in the email, they came back to me and they said, you know, thank you so much for really listening to me. I'm sorry if I came off, if I came across as, you know, rude or, or, um, or not nice, but you know, I was going through this and they really opened up to me. And then I realized, you know what, it, again, it's nothing personal. And at the end of the day, people just want to be heard. They just want to be they just want you to listen to them. And I think mm -hmm. that moving forward, that's a huge lesson that I learned because every person that has come back to me with, you know, a problem or, you know, have, has come, a come across a little bit rude, 
I automatically take the emotional side of it and I just, let's just solve the problem. Let's, let's just hear this person out and move forward from there. And that I think is the best way to build these relationships is to let your clients know that, you know what, you're being heard moving forward. Here's a better way for us to deal with this without having, you know, no, no animosity to, towards each other or whatever it is. Um, and then let's just move forward and solve the problem. And I think that was my biggest lesson learned is that don't take it personally, just listen to the clients everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's ama- an amazing piece of advice. So um, I think oftentimes, like I was saying before, people don't really consider the benefits of public relations unless they're thinking of things like New York Fashion Week or um, a, a senator who's um, committed a crime or, um, mm-hmm. a, I don't know, a school board who's going on strike. People don't necessarily think about the benefits of PR for things like small businesses. So, um, Amira, can you just tell us why public relations is so important and why you think small business owners should invest in this particular component? Yes, absolutely. And I, this is one of my favorite topics ever. <laughs> um, so basically for me, I always look at it this way. So say you open up a coffee shop and that's your small business. You know, you invested everything in it from the interior to the recipe, to your employees, to the decor, everything. And you did, you, you basically birthed this baby of yours that, you know, is ready to be seen by the world. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't hire a public relations person, how is, that, how is anyone going to see this place? How is anyone going to hear about your coffee? How is anyone going to hear about your business? So this is why I think public relations is so important because people forget that, you know, you need to actually advertise and talk about your business. And to me, the greatest thing about public relations is it's the most authentic way of getting your message out there. Um, The thing with public relations is that you're using the media and you're using um, your brand as a way to communicate with the public. So for me, it's the best investment that you can make because you are basically telling people who you are, what your story is, and why they should buy into your business. So in summary, that's why I think it's so important. Yeah, that's great. And I think uh, not only should uh, small business owners invest in this, but we're living in a day and time right now where um, we have uh, influencers. So they they are they serve as entertainment pieces. And I think um, I've seen a lot of influencers, YouTube stars who don't necessarily consider the benefits of having somebody else help them out with their public relations. And uh, sometimes they don't do a good, a good enough job of like securing those particular components or, or um, just kind of refining their brand. So I think um, having somebody in PR on your team in that regard is also extremely, extremely important. Oh, 100%. And I think it's really important in terms of like what kind of message you're sending out to the public, right? Because the problem with this industry is that it's so saturated. You know, Mm -hmm. there's so many actors, there's so many musicians, there's so many influencers, there's so many YouTubers. How do you stand out? And that's what a publicist helps you with. That's what public relations helps you with. You know, it helps you come up with that unique story that you want to get out there and let people know why it's important for them to know who you are or to Mm -hmm. listen to watch you. I always use Oprah as a wonderful example. Oprah is a brand, you know, she, obviously we all know who she is, but we know Oprah as a brand. What is Oprah's brand? She's a philanthropist. She's a TV personality. Um, she's, you know, a, a media mogul. So all these things that Oprah is, those are things that she's created under a brand, under a public relations umbrella. And that's the story that we hear of Oprah over and over again. And that's why, you know, obviously she's a wonderful person but that's why we buy into her right mm-hmm. 
the things that she's projecting out there is what attracts us. So having someone on your corner who's uh, going to help you with this, with this messaging, that's what's going to get people to buy into your business, whatever that may be. Right. So in a nutshell, public relations kind of helps um, business owners, um, influencers, actors, actresses kind of establish a narrative for themselves that they'd like to share with other people, a perception that they would like to share with other people. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, even if you look at Angelina Jolie is another great example, you know, she was always known in Hollywood as this bad girl, um, you know, kind of rebellious type, kind of scary. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, she does this movie um, and she becomes this philanthropist because of what she's, you know, what she experienced during that movie set. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to change the narrative about who she was and what she does as a person and all of a sudden now we know Angelina Jolie as this you like philanthropist and a UN ambassador right so like she really changed that narrative and that's what we know her as so it's really like it helps you with with that story and and what makes you uni- unique and different and why people should be paying attention essentially exactly exactly well Amir earlier you had mentioned um, basically your journey towards uh, getting to public relations and uh, I just think about people that are now graduating outside of, out of school and you know may have expectations about what types of jobs they can get into based off of how things work on social media or how accessible people are but what advice would you offer somebody who's maybe in their last year of university or their last year of a public relations program, what would you, what kind of advice would you offer them in terms of helping them uh, find their way? Uh, number one thing I would always tell anyone who's graduating or is about to enter the workforce um, in public relations is find an internship. That's so important. Um, for me, I would never be in the position that I am if I didn't take those internships because the greatest thing about internships is that you learn very quickly what you like to do, how to do it, and which you know which part of the PR world you'd like to get into. That's the only way to get, gain experience um, in this industry. So don't be picky in terms of of what to what job to take after school. I think intern somewhere, even volunteer somewhere, meet people for coffee, really get to know someone in this industry that you admire and do research on them because at the end of the day. Public relations is all about who your network is. That's your worth. Your worth is your network and your contact list. Um, that's how you survive this industry. So mm. for me, you know, when I, um, when I started in this industry, I interned. And through that internship, I not only did I meet a lot of people, but I, you know, made connections with the media and really built that contact list. And that's your most valuable asset as a, as a publicist, essentially. So intern, meet people, network, volunteer, do everything that you can <laughs> to get yeah. that yeah, I love it. And I think that advice is, is, is uh, it kind of goes across a variety of industries. It's always so important to kind of get yourself out there, meet with a bunch, as many people as you can, and allow for there to be a certain level, I think, of authenticity, especially in a, in a, in a field kind of like entertainment and business. Sometimes you might meet, meet people who don't necessarily want to establish uh, genuine relationships, but those do go a long way. Absolutely. It's so important. And again, you know, for me, like, it's crazy how there's journalists and even people in this industry that I've known when I first started in the industries from 10 years ago, and now we're working together on a, on a separate capacity, right? Wow. So you never really know who you're going to keep and meet um, and, and, you know, have working relationships with 10 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. So 
always maintain those relationships. And again, like what you said, be authentic about these relationships. You know, a lot of these people that I know, they become friends of mine because we've just respect, respected each other over the years. I'm, you know, kept in touch. And it's just one of those authentic relationships that, you know, continue to support our professional growth. Um, and I think that's so important. Yeah, that's wonderful. And um, is there anything cool, any cool projects or, or cool uh, things coming up for Project 4PR that you could share with us? We don't want you to share any high-level stuff that, you, <laughs> that might get you in trouble, but is there anything cool coming up that you'd like um, our listeners to know about? Well, it's really exciting because this year I'm really focusing on, you know, pushing our uh, stateside, um, you know, element of things. So a lot of our actors are in major, major U.S. productions. So Amazing. Which is amazing, right? So we've been doing a lot of great PR in the states in the state side. So if you follow our um, Instagram handle, Project Four PR, you'll see everything that we're doing. We're trying to get into more stuff in LA, New York, that kind of thing. So really big push for the states this year, which is exciting. Yeah, that's great. And so um, I think you've spot inspired a lot of entrepreneurs out there to um, consider and really think about the value of public relations. But uh, let's be honest, entrepreneurs can't do everything by themselves. So Amira, if they're interested in having you on their team, having Project 4 PR help them out, uh, how can they get in contact with you? Well, they can reach out to me um, via Instagram, which is always, you know, great because then you can see examples of our work and then you can always go to our website at Project 4 and that's 4 spelled out, F-O-U-R-P-R.com. All our contact information should be on there. Amazing. Well, Amira, we have reached the end of our episode today on Meg's Moments. I want to thank you so much for joining us, for providing all of this wonderful and awesome insight. Again, I'm literally going to go home and reassess my PR uh, components of my business, but uh, this was amazing, amazing advice. And I really am grateful uh, that you were willing to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this really helped your listeners. And thank you again for, you know, even considering me to be on this, on this podcast, which I think is an amazing outlet for entrepreneurs. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Amira, you have a good one. You too. Take care. <laughs>